My next guest is the creator of Authentic Me and CEO of Live Joy Your Way. She helps ambitious individuals shake free of their fears, unhelpful mindsets, and behaviors in order to have healthy relationships and move forward on the professional path they choose. Please welcome Kamini Wood. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Kamini, and I'm so excited to get to know her. How are you? <laughs> I am well, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Yes, let's do this. So feel free to take us on this journey and let us know like, who you are, what you do, and what got you into what you do today. Well, it it has been a journey. Um, <laughs> I often say when I'm asked this question, um, I'm, I'm just very transparent. My path has not been linear. Um, I originally started my career in the project management world, started off in the dot-com industry, moved into managing my husband's law practice for about 15 years. But in that process of managing his practice, I was really working closely with the the staff and the other attorneys and really mm-hmm. helping them understand who they were as people and where they might want to go in terms of their own personal trajectories as well as their career. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was going through my own personal growth and transformation because for many years and I and I just totally own this, I was, you know, perfectionist, people pleaser, I'm a high achiever, and so for a long time I would put everyone else's needs before mine and I really had I had defined myself by the roles I was playing. So professionally, I was working with these individuals and I was really supporting them and, and you know, helping them see where they wanted to go. And at the same time, going through my own self-transformation, recognizing that I could be my own person and there was, it was okay, first of all, to set boundaries. It was okay mm. to, you know, own who I was. I didn't always have to be in the background and dim my light, that I didn't mm. have to constantly be the people pleaser to make sure that I was proving that I was, I was good enough or that I was worthy mm. of people's love. Yeah. So really for me, that personal transformation and really recognizing what my experiences meant allowed me this opening to see how I could take my personal experiences, my professional career experiences, and then I went and got additional training in coaching, you know, really understanding different modalities. And I could take all three of those and I could really create an, an entire practice where that's what I'm doing. So now I'm serving individuals who feel either stuck or stagnant. They feel like they're living with these false beliefs of not being good enough, you know, imposter syndrome, not being worthy, not being lovable. And it's holding them back either professionally or personally. And that's really what I do now is I help 
help them become aware of what those limiting beliefs are so that they can mm-hmm. actually figure out how they choose to move forward. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, yeah, I just got chills. Like, it's really, really good. And I know that not only do you work with high performing adults, but you also work with young adults, which I find really interesting. So share with us, like, where did that come from? Why did you decide to also work with young adults? Twofold. One, I am the mother of five. My mm-hmm. oldest is a 21-year-old professional ballerina. Mm-hmm. I have an 18-year-old Division One lacrosse player uh, who's also studying psychology, wow. by the way. I've also got a 16, 13, and 9-year-old. So through raising them, I could see, especially with somebody who's trying to become a professional ballerina and somebody who's trying to attain Division One, you know, uh, athlete athletic status, mm-hmm. working with them and recognizing all of the limiting beliefs that can hold them back was, you know, my own opening to recognize, wow, our teens and our young adults, our emerging adults are dealing with so much mm. of this. And when I sort of slowed down and took note of that, I also realized that if we could actually support them at an earlier stage, mm-hmm. then we they, we actually can, can allow them the space to become who they truly are. And they don't get into their 40s and 50s and kind of like, you know, lift their head up and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been living my life on autopilot. What do I actually want to mm. do? And I feel stuck and stagnant in my world. So that's that's partially part of it. And then the other part of it is I recognize as my own self, if I had had somebody who was there as my co-collaborator who wasn't just mom and dad, and I love my parents dearly, but they're mom and dad. <laughs> so if I had somebody who was there to to help, you know, just talk through things and help me see things maybe from a different lens, mm-hmm. so much, not that I would ever, I, I truly believe that we experience things for a purpose and that we can take those experiences and we can grow through them and, and they happen for us. However, had I had that, that would have been a huge a huge difference to just have that support system. So I wanted to be able to offer that to people because I do believe that our teens and our emerging adults are under a tremendous amount of stress. They've got social stress, they've got mm. you know, they've got cultural stress, they've got family stress, they've got academic stress. If we can give them that support and allow them to know that they they can lean on other people, they don't have to go it alone, especially those high achieving young adults um, mm-hmm. who tend to bottle everything up inside, they would be able to propel themselves forward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this because yeah, they go through a lot too. Like I remember I was going through a lot as well in that period. So I would have appreciated so much to have someone there for me, you know, to help me. Uh, go through all of that. So I'm really, really glad you're doing this. I, I, I'm sure that your younger clients must be so thrilled. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually really it, it's uh, off. It's very heartwarming when you do yeah. see the evolution from when I first start working with them, and then you know. Um, just how they blossom and they really i mean the 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 best metaphor i can i can give is that of a flower right the mm. the buds there and it's just watching them bloom it's just mm-hmm. it's a tremendous experience to be a part of yes i love that okay so i know that your brand is called authentic me so i love that name i feel like authenticity is like something we hear a lot but what does it mean for you 
Authentic me was born out of this idea that we, and for me, what it means is being in alignment with your own values, your own gifts, mm. and really coming home to, to self, right? So it's the release of wearing masks or the I shoulds um, mm-hmm. in order to please some external force or to live into some, ter- some type of external validation. So when we are authentic, we are actually at home with ourselves in that mm. in that place of deep self acceptance, where we we truly recognize that we're not perfect. You know, we're these perfect imper- perfect mm-hmm. beings, so to speak, right? <laughs> and that's what it means to me. And so the authentic me brand came out of that for me, which is what would it be like to just be authentically our own person, right? Where we get to not have to wear the mask all the time. Mm, let's talk about wearing the mask <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I feel like you said at the beginning, like we all play this role, but Mm -hmm. what does it truly take to be like, no, I'm going to be fearless. I'm going to be me. I'm going to say what I think, you know, like, like how do you help your clients navigate that? Yeah. And you know, that's a tough one because I think it's scary for a lot of people, right? There's a lot of fear. I was just talking to some client today about it. And I mean, she named it. She said, I'm just, I'm afraid of embarrassment. I'm Mm. afraid of being alone. I'm afraid, you know, she listed off all these fears that come with it because when we use our voice and there's this idea that somebody might not agree with us, Mm. we think that we're going to be isolated. And as human beings, we're, we're, we're relational beings. Like we, we want and need other people. What, the point that we really get to with our client or with my clients though is recognizing that if you don't actually get to be your own self and you don't actually use your own voice, it's actually not you in that relationship. You know, it's Mm. some random version of you. And Brene Brown even talks about this. There's this difference between fitting in and belonging. And Mm. fitting in is more like I've got the mask on, but the whole time I'm terrified that they're going to find out that I'm not really this person that I pretend to be. And then I'll be ostracized and isolated and left alone. Versus belonging is I'm coming as my real person. And so the people who end up with me are the people that I actually belong with. And I don't have to maintain this mask. I don't have to maintain this version of myself for these people over here and then change that version of it. That's exhausting. It's mm. absolutely exhausting. So really, we get down to the what do you actually want for yourself? You know, where do you want to be spending your energy? Do you want to be spending your energy maintaining version A over here and version B over <laughs> here? Or would you rather just be yourself and yeah. really truly show up as that person and find the people that actually resonate with you and that you truly feel like you belong with rather yes. than trying to constantly fit in? Oh, I love this so much. And, and I feel like when we're in business, we're trying to grow our brand online, like it adds Mm -hmm. this layer of complexity of like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go online. I'm going to show up powerfully today. And it adds Mm -hmm. this, like this anxiety sometimes when it's the first time you do something or you go live or you share a new offer, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it can be like really, really stressful. So how do you help your clients deal with that? Oh my gosh, absolutely what you just said though. And I don't even know that it's the first time. I think that a lot of people deal with it almost every time. It's mm. like, oh gosh, I'm about to put up I'm about to put a post out there. I'm about yeah. to use my voice. And really what it comes down to is just because somebody doesn't like what you have to say 
doesn't mean that what you said isn't important. It just means Mm. that that person doesn't resonate with your message. And what we have to do is we have to recognize how we're internalizing it, how we're making it mean something, Mm. right? So just this person doesn't resonate with the message and then we make it mean, oh, there must be something wrong with me or I'm doing it wrong versus simply being able to, to stand as an observer and say, wow, they didn't resonate with my message. Okay, that's them. I still believe in the message that I'm putting out there. I don't have to take on a meaning of the fact that they either disagree with me or they don't resonate with my message. Um, You know, there's even like a, um, not a, it's not a study, but they say like, you know, one third of people are going to completely ignore you. One third of people are going to just disagree with you. And then one third of people are going to be like, oh yeah, I totally get her. Right. (laughs) And so it's it's like, okay, so who are you going to talk to? And then you figure out, oh wow, I just need to put my attention on the one third that actually resonate with what I'm saying. And I don't need to worry about the other two thirds. Yeah, and your business is going to flourish. Yes, I always say that. I always say like you're not meant to be liked and loved by everyone. You're not meant to work with everyone either. So it's like just accept it and move forward and talk to the people who you know are your people. <laughs> you yes, to- absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Ah, oh, so good. It's so good to meet you and talk to you. I love it. <laughs> I'm excited to be here to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> the feeling mutual. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. So I know you also help your clients break free from toxic relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a huge thing. And I see it over and over again, how it impacts someone's life, like in mm-hmm. every form possible. Mm-hmm. So like, where do you even begin with this? This is a toughie and I'll tell you why it's a toughie because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are embarrassed or they feel shame around their toxic relationship. Mm. So oftentimes people don't want to talk about it because let's be honest, nobody talks about shame. I mean, the paradox of shame, there's a quote that's out there that says the paradox of shame is that it's shameful to talk about shame, right? Mm. So really when we're talking about relationships because they are so personal, many people struggle with even talking about the toxicity of their relationship because they've internalized it again and made it mean somehow that they're a failure or maybe they're not good enough or they're embarrassed by the fact that they're in this relationship, especially with the toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. So really the key is, and what I really try to pride myself on is creating that safe space for my clients to know that whatever we talk about is completely, first of all, judgment-free, but to really create that safe haven that they're able to start going there and talking about it. Because the very first step in a toxic relationship is to start naming it Mm. and to start bringing it up into the forefront because, you know, shame will keep it hidden. And so it's about how do we unshame? How do we move out of this idea that I've done something wrong? Mm. And instead it's, yet we all have a part in it, right? So it's, yes, I'm not saying like, you know, each partner in a relationship has a part in it, But it's about giving space to saying, where are you holding that shame? And let's talk about that first and foremost. But then recognizing that a lot of times people who are, you know, high performers or they tend to be, um, you know, you know, over-functioners where they give Mm -hmm. a lot of themselves to somebody else, they might end up in these toxic dynamics. So we do see a lot of high performers who are in these these relationships, but there's so much fear about talking about it because they could be conceived as a failure that they hide it. Mm. And so it's just so important to give voice to the fact that 
It's not a failure. It's the relationship is not serving you. It's no longer healthy. And what do you need to do to start healing from that? And that's really, really important because when we don't do that, it eventually does start affecting other areas of our life. You know, it affects other relationships. It affects our professional world, maybe not on the surface level, but underneath, right? Because if you're in a toxic relationship, for instance, self-doubt's going to start creeping in. Where's that going to eventually go? That's going to eventually go into your business world or your entrepreneurship world, right? Because Mm -hmm. now the self-doubts, it's going to leak. It's like a water leak. It just eventually keeps Mm -hmm. spreading. Yeah, totally. And I also follow you on Instagram and I know you talk a lot about narcissists as well. And -hmm. you say that there's a facade of normality as well. So you don't necessarily like see it up front, right? You don't, you don't. Because I mean, especially when you're dealing with somebody with a narcissistic personality, and I'm being very careful not to say, you know, narcissistic personality disorder, because that actually has to be diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But narcissistic tendencies, right? A lot of times, you know, those individuals come across as very charismatic. Mm. And you don't, you know, it, I often refer this, um, especially with narcissistic dynamics in that toxic relationship. A lot of times the curb appeal on the outside of, of that family or of that, that relationship looks beautiful. The curb mm. appeal is splendid. <laughs> it's when you get behind closed doors and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a mess. But no, but, but the people in those relationships don't let you in. Mm. Right. They, they make yeah. sure that that curb appeal is beautiful and nobody knows what's happening behind closed doors. Yeah, that can be scary. Totally. Oh my gosh, I cannot even. Well, imagine. and the, and the people who are in those relationships end up finding that they're not able to move forward. You know, like I said, in their professional world, because they're being, you know, um, emotionally many times emotionally beaten down mm-hmm. uh, in those toxic relationships. Yeah. Oh, it's so good that we're shining light on this and creating awareness. I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we can help people out there who are going through this. So thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. I And you're, you're a spot on. We have to talk <laughs> about it. We have yeah. to. Yeah. We have to. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the show, and I'm really curious to know your answer. For <laughs> you, what does it mean to be a powerful leader? Oh, for me to be a powerful leader, it's to be true to myself Mm -hmm. um, and to continue, for me personally, to continue to hold that empathetic, Mm -hmm. um, that empathetic value of mine. I feel that when somebody wants to be a powerful leader, if they can truly know who they are and with an empathetic heart, be able to lead others. So what that really means is knowing and and staying in integrity with one's own value system and also being able to feel for others as they go through their challenges. I talk about this a lot with businesses um, in terms of leadership is, mm-hmm. you know, empathetic leaders will get a lot further with their teams than those who feel like they have to be the strong hand mm. type of leader. Um, so for me, a powerful leader is one who can, who, first of all, knows who they are and has that emotional intelligence to be empathetic at the same time. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. (laughs) I always say like, even like when I see someone cry, I cry. If I see someone go through pain, I go through pain with them. (laughs) Like I'm there with them. I'm living it with them. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) 
Great. So do do you have, you know, like any last piece of wisdom or something you really would like to share with the audience today? I think I alluded to this before in one of my answers, but it's really about recognizing that the things that we go through, our experiences Mm -hmm. are really happening for us. Right. And, and it's very easy to get caught up in the negativity of a challenge or something that's not going the way that we want it to. Mm. And I'm not talking about uh, toxic positivity, but it's really to take a step back and, and ask, okay, how is this potentially happening for me? What can I learn from this situation? Because when we're able to recognize that the things that we're going through are truly happening for us rather than to us, it allows mm. us that ability to think flexibly and to maybe see solutions to problems that we would not have otherwise seen. Yes. It's all about the perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Awesome. So where can people go to connect with you further, go follow you, go learn more about your services? Well, they can hop over to my website, which is comedywood.com. And actually, if they visit the website, there is a an option to just put in your email address and you can download uh, an ebook on uh, limiting beliefs. So Ooh. if they wanted to do that, again, that's at comedywood.com. And I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest with the handle It's Authentic Me. Amazing. Well, go follow Comedy. She's amazing. You're not going to regret it. You're going to have a blast. You're going to learn so much. Thank you again for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a total pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review, and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.